0: What's good? What's good, Addicts gang? Today you are joined by Joel, and I am here to guide you through the Week 8 Red Zone review. Winners, losers of the week, little bit of a dynasty discussion in our league, and of course, the Addicts Monday Night Football preview. Before we start, we better get into it by plugging the socials. Follow the podcast on the Twitters at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Uh, On those platforms, you will find Andrew. He's been uh, on the grind. Uh, Andy at the FB Addicts on the Twitters is where you'll see all of his stuff. Um, Does a great job. Highlights all our bets, um, everything we believe heading into the weeks, and um, hopefully. There you will find some winners, um, and of course, we will get into some winners later on in the episode. Um, But for now, we've got to get into the episodes, um, highlighted by a very high-scoring week of fantasy football. Um, A lot of stars catching multiple touchdowns, um, rushing for multiple touchdowns. Big-name players, the overs are back in the NFL, a um, lot of high-scoring games, which was good to see. Um, we're going to get into it with the game of the round, which for mine isn't close. Game of the round was the Carolina Panthers on the road to the Atlanta Falcons. And what an ending to the game. It just wouldn't end. It kept going and going and going back and forward the whole last quarter. Um, DJ Moore, he's back, caught a 62-yard, what we thought would be a go-ahead touchdown to tie the game with 12 seconds left, obviously celebrates that moment. Over the top, I will admit, took his helmet off. You are not allowed to take your helmet off. Um, Ended with a 15-yard penalty, which was taken on the extra point. And Eddie Pinheiro, the villain of the week, uh, misses the extra point. Um, game goes to overtime. Uh, Pal- the Falcons, Mariota throws a pick and Panthers get it straight back into field goal range. And then Pinheiro misses a 33-yarder. Obviously, after that, the Falcons march down the field. young Hoku, he ain't missing field goals. Drills it from 41, I believe. Um, yeah, game of the week. Not even close. Um Yeah, Panthers lose a heartbreaker. Um, Yeah. Um, And then you got all these, you know, people on Twitter blaming DJ Moore for over-celebrating a 62-yard touchdown with 12 seconds left to tie the game. Uh, Grow up, honestly. Uh, Kickers, you have one job, kick the field goals. Fair enough. 48-yarder, you know, I'll probably cut him some slack there. He goes out there expecting to kick an extra point, takes it back 15 only just missed, but oh my God, the 33-yarder in overtime after you've just missed the game-winning extra point, and then you go out and miss that one too, like, pff, spare me. Eddie Pinero in the bin, I'd cut him straight away. No slack, I don't give a shit. See you later, go find Justin Tucker. Somewhere on the street, I'm sure you can find a better kicker than that. Jack Burgess, I don't know if you want to get into the you know kicking game rather than the punting game, but Eddie Pinheiro makes it look fucking impossible, so I don't know if you could do too much worse. Um, yeah, straight in from that awesome game, um, we'll go into the bad games of the week. And this slate really died in the afternoon for mine. Um, the games just were really lackluster um, following the um, afternoon, in the afternoon Slater games. Um, Giants versus Seahawks. Um, Gino Smith, he is just the man. Um obviously there's a lot of, you know, great players around the league. And if there wasn't, um Gino, probably top five in MVP in the MVP race. Um, he's awesome. He doesn't make mistakes. He hits his awesome receivers. Uh, even when Tyler Lockett's dropping touchdowns out there. Um, yeah, he just he just does everything right. Doesn't make mistakes. Um, scores a lot of points. Uh, nothing phases the man. He is, he's so good. I don't know when, if it's going to end or how it's going to end, but I love letting it ride on Seattle. I thought they'd be terrible and they're good. They're like a playoff caliber team in the week. NFC. Um, so good on you, Gino. Um, shout out you. Um, yeah, absolutely back. um, The other game in the afternoon slate, the Rams and the Niners. um, Look, it started off okay, um, but the Rams, honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take anymore, but they are just frauds. They're not good. Um, They lack weapons outside of Cooper Cup. The defense is aging. Um, Yeah, they're going to, in a weak NFC, they will be struggling to make the playoffs. Um, A team that won't be struggling to make the playoffs is the San Francisco 49ers. And boy, oh boy is Christian McCaffrey. Just the man. He did it all. He threw for a touchdown. He then caught an awesome touchdown. looked like a wide receiver out there and then proceeds to run in a touchdown um, following that. Um, Yeah, he just does it all. So obviously, Running backs, do they matter? I don't know, but Christian McCaffrey, uh, he matters. He is so good, and with him, um, yeah, the Niners are going to be a force to be reckoned with um, throughout the season. They didn't have Debo Samuel in this game either. Um, all the attention would have been, should have been on Christian McCaffrey, and it absolutely did not matter. Um, yeah. The man. Hopefully you drafted him over Jonathan Taylor. Shout out, Frank. Um, Moving on. Wouldn't be a Fantasy Addicts podcast with Joel without mentioning the Philadelphia Eagles, and they are just awesome. Uh, I don't care if they don't beat anyone. They absolutely demolish teams that they face early. They do it every week. They just beat you down. Then they hold the lead, they run the football, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Um, obviously, the teams they play uh, aren't able to, you know, obviously they beat the Cowboys without Zach, you know, bit of a mediocre win, I suppose, but um, doesn't seem to no matter what teams do. They can't stop the Eagles in the first half. Uh, and this week it was A.J. Brown, three touchdowns, all awesome touchdowns too. Um, you got to love him. He's it just shows what what a true wide receiver one can do for a team, for an offense, and for any quarterback. Um, yeah, you look at Aaron Rodgers loses Devontae Adams and the wheels absolutely fall off. Um, obviously, the famed Josh Allen gets Stefan Diggs goes to being the best player in the league and. Honestly, Jalen Hurts gets AJ Brown and is he really that far he is behind Josh Allen, but you know, one of them is gonna win the MVP this year. And honestly, if they gave it to Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't be mad. Um I when you look at the schedule, it just doesn't look like they're going to, you know, lose a game anytime soon. Even their, you know, perceived hard games. Um I think they play Green Bay in week 11 or 12. That's not a hard game anymore. They have the Texans on Thursday night this week. Um, Believe they're favoured by 13 points on the road. Um, Yeah, and I can't envision the Texans, you know, getting close to that. The Eagles are going to go ahead early like they do every week. And the Texans sure as shit aren't going to be able to catch up. Um, While we're on good teams, Let's talk about good teams, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. I think if we power rank the th- best teams in the league, there's a clear three gap. We have the Eagles who obviously haven't lost the game in the NFC. Um, and then in the AFC, we have the two powerhouses, the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I will say, as I'm recording this, the Bills have just gone up 21-7 to against the Packers. Um, Yeah, and they still look awesome. Um, But the fourth and fifth best teams, and I'm going to put it out there, it is, for me, the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys. And they are lurking behind those three best teams in the league. Uh, Minnesota. They just win football games. They try to lose football games, I will admit. But they just have playmakers um, on both sides of the ball. Um, they have competent quarterback play. They have Justin Jefferson, who, you know, another great game today. Um, yeah, I just think they are right there. And Dallas's defense is elite. Um, obviously, they gave up a lot of points to the Bears, but they did score that defensive touchdown Uh, Shout out Tony Pollard. Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun watching him go back to Zeke uh, after their bye and watching him, you know, have, you know, 18 carries for 60 yards, might get a one-yard touchdown. Um, Yeah, when you watch Tony Pollard, you know, break off a 60-yard touchdown run to absolutely ice the game. Uh, three touchdowns total on the day. He's just so good, and Jerry Jones gave Ezekiel Elliott ninety million dollars to um, you know, be a worse running back. Um, you hate to see it, but you know, it it is it is what it is. Um, moving on, the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. I think they're good. Um. I think Tua is good too. I The words don't want to come out of my mouth, but they, the team looks a million times better when he's on the field. I know he's probably not doing a hell of a lot because of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and how good they are. But Mike McDaniels force feeds or Tua force feeds those to the ball Um They're on pace to break the yardage total for a pair of teammates in the league. Um, Yeah, and they just dominate. They have a 55% target share. Um, Again, today, they both went over 100 yards. Um, Yeah, they just look good. Um, Obviously, they struggled against a gritty Detroit Lions team today. They sort of showed up. um, But, yeah, they couldn't handle what Miami was throwing at them on offense. Um, another one of those high scoring games, games today, Dolphins did win by four. Um, and what I did love at the end of the game, um, you know, they needed a first down to ice the game third and eight, you know, do you run it, make Detroit burn a timeout? No, they just, they just threw it to Tyree Hill. first down games over. We'll kneel on it. Um, I respect the team that does that. I respect the coach that calls the play, and I respect the quarterback and wide receiver combo that, in the biggest moments of games, can deliver. And Tua and Tyree Hill did it in Spades. Um, yeah, he's so good, Tyree Hill. And yeah, to go back to that, maybe getting to getting Tua a true wide receiver one in Tyree Hill. I know he has Jalen Waddle, but you give you know you add weapons around these young quarterbacks, and they're able to prosper. And a real big week. For that um let's go into some of the bads um the fraudulent teams in the nfl there's a few of them around let's start off with the raiders they obviously got shut out today against the saints um i have no idea how in a dome this game isn't weather affected. You have Derek Carr, who is isn't above-average quarterback. He's a top 15 quarterback in the league. It's, you know, borderline, but, you know, he's thereabouts. You have Devontae Adams, who's a top five wide receiver in the league. You have Josh Jacobs, who's been absolutely dominating against a Saints defense that has been struggling. And you can't score a single point. Um, Brutal brutal to watch um just as you think their season may be getting back on track um after you know curb stomping the Texans you come out against the Saints and you do that um yeah they are an absolute yeah I, I don't even have the word for it they're just a basket case at the minute um the wrong McDaniels coach Josh seems to be incompetent um Yeah, and it's ugly. Um, They actually have a matchup this upcoming week against another fraudulent team, the Jaguars, who the past two weeks have been favourites, obviously have lost both games outright. Um, They just get too much respect in the market. Um, You know, they they just lose these games. Um, They make idiotic decisions it costs them they you know they look good on paper um you look at the stats at the end of the game you go gee jacksonville they really should have won this game they just don't um trevor lawrence threw an interception on the goal line here again um on first and goal at the one and you run it, you roll out trevor lawrence and he forces one in there um why we aren't just quarterback sneaking there or which has been working for Jacksonville all year, especially down around the goal line, Um, or just hand that shit off to Travis Etienne, who was dominating. Um, We'll get into him when we talk about our awesome players of the week. Um, Yeah. Just uh, so weird how, how bad they looked um, in the London game. Like it's just, it's just, the wheels just fall off at the most inopportune time. Um, I believe they're two and six now. I don't imagine that record improves. Obviously, they're in an awful, awful division. Um, but yeah, they're a definitely, definitely in the bottom, bottom tier of the AFC, which does have some really, really bad teams in it. Um, shout out Houston. Um, bringing up Houston, um, the Titans. They're not good, um, but they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, I don't think anyone really respects them, which is shown in the marketplace. They travel to Kansas City this upcoming week, uh, and are ten point underdogs. Um, which honestly, I, I kind of think the money's gonna come for Kansas City there. I think if that doesn't get up to, you know, ten and a half points. Um, it's probably not enough points. Um, so, yeah, they just don't get respect. They're clearly not an elite team, but they are in the softest division. They're going to make the playoffs. Not too much we can do. Malik Willis played in this game. He didn't really have to do anything because the Texans couldn't stop Derrick Henry. They can never stop Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, I'll admit I was wrong about Derrick Henry this year. He's going to be a fine, fine play um, especially when the, the Titans are playing in these types of games where they are going to be in front. Derrick Henry can get, you know, 25 carries of the ball. Uh, eventually he will rip one off. He gets all the goal line work. He's all they have. Um, yeah, shout out Derrick Henry, I guess. You're going to love hearing those words out of my mouth, Charlie Shout out you. Um a game I want to bring up next week, which obviously we have the Raiders and the Jags, but I'm going to give you another game. I'm not sure what is the fraudulent game of the week. However, Bucks versus the Rams next week. And boy, oh boy, do those teams just over-promise and under-deliver to the absolute max. Um, Tampa Bay are at home and our favourites, um, just um, the line is three um, they're telling us it's a pick em in a neutral field however at home Tampa Bay to get that three point swing um, and I don't know who to bet on here um, I guess Tampa Bay look better than the Rams they have better weapons um, but they just can't seem to get score touchdowns um, they move the ball effectively Drives just splutter at the worst times, Um, and it has been for the past three weeks. They've lost games to the Steelers, the Panthers, who, you know, the Panthers look better today and they looked better last week, but I don't think they're good. Um, The Steelers are awful. Um, And Baltimore, after a really shaky start, um, put Tampa Bay away really quickly with the running game, especially after halftime, so... And the Rams, um, they got absolutely obliterated at home today by the Niners. That really wasn't close after halftime. So, yeah, both of those teams, just gross. Um, Yeah, I feel bad having to, like, watch them and, you know, the main NFL media thinking that they're good is, like, gross. Um, They're bad. Both are bad. Speaking of bad... New York football, week eight, it may have well, – look. it might not be dead, but it definitely took a big, big hit today. Um, the Jets, our Jets, um, Zach Wilson, our quarterback, the people's quarterback, maybe he isn't very good. Um, he did throw for, you know, a lot of yards. He did throw two touchdowns. But boy, oh boy, were his three interceptions just bad at the most inopportune times. Um and they've just visually looked awful. I think on his second one, um, he was try he was he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds um and just threw it straight to McCordy. Um and like as soon as he threw it, he just put his hands on his head and he's just like, well, bro, what are you putting your hands on your head for? Like you just threw it straight at him. Like you can throw that shit 17 rows back and you just decide to put the ball there. Um, yeah. And then a couple of drives later, he rolls out again. He always seems to start rolling to his right. Um, and he has no idea what to do. And then he just either, either does something dumb or, throws it away or just nothing ever seems to come good with Zach Wilson's out of the pocket. Now, whether he's out of the pocket because his offensive lines, you know, bad and he's scrambling and he's under pressure, I get it. Young quarterback, but just it's happens so often when you watch the jets. Um, and I think the jets were looking like a good team, but you know, the injuries to Brees Hall injuries to um, Vera Tucker on the offensive line, um, they may just, with Mackay Becton as well, who was injured at the start of the year. They may just be piling up for the Jets, uh, who do get the Bills next week. who um, Stefan Diggs just caught a 50 yard bomb. Um, yeah, hard to envision the Jets getting close to the Bills next week. Although the Source, you know, he might. The Source versus Diggs, that'll be worth watching. Um, we love Source Gardner, great player. Um, we will quickly talk about what fantasy players want to hear. And it is stars of the week. Um, quarterbacks. Um, if you had Jalen Hurts to a of it would have been pretty hard for you to lose your matchup. Um, they were both dominating, uh, throwing four and three touchdown passes, no picks. Um, obviously Jalen Hurts gets the rushing bump, but you know, he's just so good at fantasy. He's cheats. Um, yeah. Kyler was okay. Justin Fields had another good rushing day. Um, probably didn't visually look that good. Dak Prescott was fine. Um, obviously uh Tony Pollard scored all his touchdowns, which you know hurts, but he was still fine, definitely didn't hurt you. Um at running back, uh we brought up Christian McCaffrey and King Derrick Henry and my king Tony Pollard, but Alvin Kamara. RB1 on the week. Um, all the touchdowns he hasn't been scoring. He just decided to score them all this week. Um, yeah, three total touchdowns for Kamara, um, obviously has been known to score touchdowns in bunches. Um, famously, that six touchdown game against the Vikings on Christmas. What a game that was. Um, I'm sure you know if you played against Alvin Kamara that week. Um. So, yeah, good to see Kamara get back on track. Dante Foreman for the Panthers. Um, If Tuba Hubbard is going to miss more time, Dante Foreman just slots straight into a Christian McCaffrey role where he gets all the majority of the work, all the goal line work. Looks good too. Um, Obviously, they were only playing the Falcons, but, um, yeah, feel free to plug in Dante Foreman um, if Tuba Hubbard misses any time. Um, and another person we have to talk about is Travi Etienne. Um, yeah, good player. Um, 150 yards on the ground, got a touchdown here. Um, looked great. Um, yeah, shout out Travi ETN. Um, as soon as James Robinson's gone, he's going to take over. He's going to be elite rest of the season, regardless of how the Jaguars. Um, Win or lose, he's going to be good. Um, and speaking of good, Dalvin Cook, again, you know, gets all the work. 141 yards, um, scored again. He's just good. Coming off the bye, gets healthy, gets the commanders next week, going to be a high upside play again. So, um, you know, these elite running backs are coming coming good, um, which is good to see for teams that, you know, went running back heavy that these stars can show up in, you know, Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, You know, if you did take with the right running backs, you could make that strategy work. Um, Austin Eckler obviously goes into that category too. Um, He was on bye, however. Saquon, bit of a rough week. Did find the end zone, but, you know, probably not what you were really hoping for. Um, Moving on to wide receivers, AJ Brown Dog, wide receiver one on the week. Three touchdowns, the man, 150 yards. So good. He's so, so good. Hopkins is back. I don't know if this is like he's back for for a while, for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, he's fresh. Um, hasn't, you know, had the, you know, first six weeks of the season off. Maybe the pads worked. I don't know. No expert on the drugs, but, you know, he looks good, man. Kyler loves him. He scored a touchdown here, an awesome touchdown um, too. That ball just absolutely stuck to his gloves. Um, Shout out DeAndre Hopkins. Um, If you held him or, you know, if you could trade for him, um, pre him coming back, congratulations. Um, Looks like he'll be an elite wide receiver option the rest of the way. Um, Obviously, we had the Miami boys um, dominating again, as mentioned. Um, You know, they just do it every week. They get all the work. They're awesome themselves. Um, Yeah coaching staff to get them the ball. It just works in Miami. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill and they get the bears next week at Chicago. Hopefully that game's not too weather affected and, you know, we can get more good games out of Tyreek and Waddle and Tua. Um, DJ Moore back. So good. I don't care. You took your helmet off. You're going to score 62 yard bomb touchdowns. You can do whatever you want in my book. Um, and as watching this game, looks like Stephon Diggs is going to be, you know, in this category of, you know, awesome wide receivers on the week too. Uh, he's, he's dominating. Shout out Steph Diggs. Um, tight ends. Um, yeah, G, ugly. Um, no Travis Kelsey this week and it shows. Uh, Tyler Conklin um, catching a couple of touchdowns. Um, if you have Tyler Conklin and you were able to plug him in, shout out you, um, Isaiah likely, if Mark Andrews is going to miss time, Isaiah likely might be a thing. He looks like a wide receiver out there. He's athletic, um, caught a touchdown here. Lamar seemed to heavily target him. Um, so yeah, shout out Isaiah likely George Kittle caught a touchdown. You know, good for him. Christian McCaffrey stole all these other ones, but, you know, elite quarterback option, George, elite tight end option, George Kittle. He'll be fine. And be rude not to talk about Kyle Pitts getting in the end zone. Um, you love to see it, I guess, if you are a Kyle Pitts person. Um, don't know how sustainable it, sustainable it is. Atlanta hate passing. Um. They just hate it. They like look at passing and go, fuck that. We don't want to pass. Um, It's annoying that they division leading Atlanta Falcons um, can't pass the ball, but lead the NFC South. Here's one that I was thinking up when I was watching red zone earlier today. Who is the best quarterback in the NFC South? Um, I put it in our group chat in our fantasy league. Um, Desmond Ritter got a vote. Um, may not be an incorrect vote either. Uh, I put forward PJ Walker. Um, You know, he could be the best quarterback in that division. Tom Brady, I don't know. He kind of sucks. Jameis Winston's got benched. Andy Dalton, you know, I like people with red hair, but you can't really trust him, can you? And... Yeah, just a rough, rough division. The NFC in general, boy, it sucks, and it just sucked again today. Moving on, Tuesday, Monday Night Football, Tuesday in Australia, Melbourne Cup Day. Shout out the Melbourne Cup. Best day of the year. I'm not going to watch any of this football game tomorrow, but I will provide the listeners the game everything they need to know to make the money because that's the kind of person I am Bengals a three and a half point favorites on the road give me the road dog Cleveland Browns plus three and a half I don't know if they win this game or not but they are going to get within three and a half points Um, Bengals obviously missing Jamar Chase he's their best offensive weapon it's not that close either I love T Higgins but You know, obviously, Jamar Chase opens up holes that, you know, on defenses for T. Higgins to exploit. Joe Burrow, you know, obviously, I think you're getting the Bengals at the peak of the Bengals. Everyone thinks the Bengals are, you know, back. And I don't think the Bengals are in that same class as, say, the Dallas Cowboys or the Minnesota Vikings. I think that Cincinnati Bengals are a tier below that, um, sort of within that Miami Dolphins range around that, you know, eighth best team in the league, say. Um, And the Cleveland Browns play everyone close, Um, except for New England. They have been in every single game they've played throughout the season. Um, They obviously have been losing these close games, but they can lose this game by a field goal at home and you cash your bet. So give me Cleveland. I think it's going to be pretty contrarian. I think most people are going to be on Cincinnati. Um, They'll be, you know, how good are the Bengals? Bengals are back. Shout out Bengals. But, you know, not me. Couldn't be me. Browns plus three and a half. Make it happen. Make some money. Um, full disclosure, Frank and I um, have a little small wager, nothing too dramatic, on Joe Mixon, rushing yards. The line 63 and a half. Frank put forward earlier um, that he loves the overs. I, obviously, as a sharp, love the unders. Unders are a great bet. Um, uh, something for you to watch out for while you're watching the game. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can hit the unders it'll pay for, you know, a Melbourne cup bet for me. Um, it'll be good. Uh, Andrew bets, Nick Chubb overs every single week. This week it's eighty-one and a half. It's probably too low again. Um, I'm not an overs person, but if you want to follow Andrew, um, Nick Chubb overs. I'm not going to talk anyone out of that. He's so good. Um and I think, you know, if you're like me and you think good Cleveland Browns, keep this game close. Um yeah, I don't mind. Um I don't mind that. Uh Nick Chubb over 81.5. First touchdown. Um I probably will do a first touchdown bet. This game starts at 11.15. First race does start around that time, which is rough, but that's okay. Can sneak in the first touchdown bet. Um, looking at the lines here, Nick Chubb is very, very short. Um, we don't like that. I'm going to throw one out to the listeners. Harrison Bryant, $18.00. On the sports bet, he's going to be filling in for tight end David Njoku, uh, who is out with an ankle. And Harrison Bryant is a good player, Um, dominated in college, had a thousand yard season as a tight end. Um, Not many tight ends do that at college. I don't think he sucks. And I think if he's going to take over this tight end friendly role that the Cleveland Browns have, Um, As a contrarian first touchdown scorer at $19, uh, sorry, $18. um, I will sprinkle that. There you go. Um, Yeah, I think that will just about cover our red zone review for week eight. Um, Thank you for joining us. Um, To close, the bets, Cleveland, plus three and a half at home tomorrow night. Harrison Bryant to score the first touchdown. Nick Chubb, over 81 and a half rushing yards. And keep an eye out for those. Joe Mixon, 63 and a half rushing yard line. Um, If you want to be a loser and barracks for Frank, you'll be rooting for the overs. Um, And if you want to be like me and stay sharp, you'll bet the unders. Enjoy Melbourne Cup day. Be rude of me to not close with letting our loyal listeners know who is going to win the Melbourne Cup. Um, An international horse will win the Melbourne Cup. You can, you know, you can put that in the bank. Um, The favourite, Deauville Legend, obviously going to be very hard to beat. Um, Whether you want to take $3.50 about a horse you've probably never seen run in Australia before. It gets a bit dicey. Obviously draws very well in barrier nine. For me, though, the bet is probably, look, I'm going to have multiple bets in the race. Number six without a fight at, you know, $11 on the sports bet. You're getting almost three times the price. It, Doville Legend, um, I would much rather take the 11 to one with without a fight rather than the 350 Doville Legend. Um, the other horse I have backed, is Hu Yarmel, number 12, um, another imported horse, Gay Waterhouse, Craig Williams. I think it probably rolls forward, um, puts itself in a position. Obviously, international horse. They stay all day, 53 and a half kilos. I think at that 15 to 1, another horse that will be hard to beat. Um, best of the Australian horses for mine is Montefilia. It's running the Caulfield Cup. was really good. Um, got back, flew home. Ran past Dewis. Um, looked like it was going to run past Gold Trip, who for mine has too much weight. Obviously was unlucky in the Cox Plate, but I don't really want to bet on the top weight in the Melbourne Cup. It hasn't really done a lot to my eye to justify only being in $16. Um, horses that couldn't possibly win the Melbourne Cup. Let's start off with number three, Knight's Order, $16. Spare me from Barrier 24. It's going to have to do so much work. You want to take sixteen dollars for night's order, and you're not going to have you know any money on without a fight at eleven. I'm not going to call you an idiot because you know it can backfire, but you're probably an idiot. Um, and Realm of Flowers too. What the what the hell has Realm of Flowers done to be nine dollars fifty in a Melbourne Cup? Like, pff, spare me. Um, yeah, back at international, one of them's going to win. Hopefully, it'll be without a fight or oh, who Yamel. Um, not the favourite, who I will admit very much can win the Melbourne Cup. is just too short for mine. Um, Yeah, if you're in Australia, enjoy the race. um, Enjoy the day. Embrace it. Best day of the year for mine. Not even close. If you're in America or anywhere around the world, have no idea what the Melbourne Cup is, it'd be rude not to watch it. 3pm Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Standard Time. We get a public holiday for this day. It's a horse race. Um, I don't know any other places that give people a public holiday on Tuesdays to watch a horse race. But here in Australia, we do. That's why the Melbourne Cup is the best day in the world, in in the country. It's better than Christmas. It's my Christmas anyway. Um, So, yeah, enjoy the day. Follow the podcast on the Twitters, at the FB Addicts, on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Follow me, Joel Amor9. I'll be bringing the heat. Good luck on Melbourne Cup Day. Good luck on Monday Night Football. Well done. Hope you won your fantasy matchup this week. If you didn't, it's okay. Bounce back. Listen to Frank's review during the week. He will tell you what went right, what went wrong, how you can improve, how you can capitalise. That's it for me. Good luck, everybody.